Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Woohoo! Oh, thank you very much. It's Christy. Michael's birthday thank on you. Terror and Tacos. And there is, you got me a beautiful cake. I re, thank you very much. It's How so nice. How did we manage to work out just sitting around talking trash about movies on your birthday? It's the best it's the birthday best. gift ever. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're Terror and Tacos. We are. We eat cake. We eat cake. And we talk about movies. And we celebrate birthdays. Yes, exactly. And what are we celebrating this week, Michael? Uh, This week, we're... (laughs) Are we celebrating? We're not really celebrating. We're Well, we're celebrating that Halloween ends ended. (laughs) Yes, that is true. You know, I think I texted you the best part about Halloween ends. The best scene in Halloween ends is when they're watching the clip of the thing. Yes, and my <laughs> it's so funny. It's funny because we, yeah, we said this. We didn't even realize the other had said this. And mine was my favorite part of Halloween ends is when they show the scene from the original Halloween. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, y'all. Halloween ends. It's out in theaters, and thankfully on Peacock. So we didn't. So we have didn't to have to pay. Actually, pay. You know, theater prices for yes. it. Um, look, anyone who's been listening to us, if you haven't, go back and listen to our Halloween Kills episode. Yep. It's like maybe the angriest I've ever been. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and so I'm not going to pretend. I literally texted you because you started an hour before me. Uh-huh. You watched this. We watched this right when it came when out. When it came out. I was at rehearsal and I came home and I texted you and Parker and I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah. Are we doing it? And. And I had wa- I was watching the original. Mm-hmm. I had thought I thought, um, oh, it won't be available until midnight our time or maybe midnight Pacific. But it was actually right. available midnight Eastern time. Yeah, which was nice. So I was like, I wa- I watched the original Halloween. You jumped in on this one about an hour. We were about an I was about an hour behind you. But we did this as soon as it came out. And I think the last thing I texted you before I, you and Parker, before I started watching was, I'm not going to lie, y'all, I'm dreading this. Yeah. And I know some people would be like, oh, you went in wanting to hate it. I, I didn't want to hate it. I just knew it was going to suck because Halloween Kills is so bad. And somehow this sucks in a totally in different a way. totally different way. Yeah. It's equally, if not more shitty in a different way <laughs> yeah i mean and it's like the twitterverse and uh facebook and everything like it's polarizing oh yeah some people are like oh my god this is like a great film yeah and some people are like no nah, man it sucks and yeah. i we are definitely in the camp of it sucks yes I, so uh let me can i say something this is yeah. gonna, i'm gonna come off like an asshole and i don't care because it's my birthday christy yeah you can do whatever the fuck you want there was a book uh that i had to read in school And I remember this book being described by my professor, and I have never forgotten this, as this is a book that stupid people think is intelligent. And this movie is a movie that stupid people think is intelligent. (laughs) And I will stand by that. And if you like it, I'm sorry. You maybe not are stupid. But um, every justification I've read about how good this movie is sounds like a fucking idiot trying to prove how smart they are. Yeah. Uh, This movie is garbage. It's garbage. It's one of the worst screenplays I've ever had to listen to, other than maybe Halloween Kill. Stop letting Danny McBride write Halloween movies. I know, I know. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm fired up. I'm old now. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. That's our review. (laughs) No, so, okay. So let's, I want to start out with a question. Sure. Because, you know, I I want us to really speak to it. And I mean, I enjoy sitting here going like, this movie fucking sucks. Right. It's one of my favorite things to do. But I also want us to really talk about it. Uh-huh. Yes. And no, I agree. So, you know, I mean, it can be argued that the original slashers from the late 70s, early 80s, all through the 80s, actually, yeah. uh, are, can be viewed as problematic sure. if from the lens of 2022 uh-huh. because of the subject matter, because it's always, you know, the victimization of some young woman, right. you know, who has either been sexualized or not sexualized or whatever, for right. all of those reasons. Right. Um, 
Do you think that in 2022, mm-hmm. slashers have to justify or rationalize or explain why they still exist? And is that why we see so much pandering right. in them that's today? A, oh, that's a great question. Um, I, I, no, I don't. Um, I, I think there are ways to... First, I will say, I think some of the early slashers, especially for their time, mm-hmm. maybe like um, now, like you said, they are they definitely, through the lens of 2022, would still be seen as problematic. But I think some of the earliest slashers, the really good ones, yeah, uh, Black Christmas. Oh my God, so good. Uh, Halloween. Which was really progressive yes, for that's its what time. I'm and, yeah. and even the original Halloween, as, as sort of puritanical as the original Halloween comes off, that's Carpenter's word. Yeah. He was like, I didn't mean to make a puritanical movie, but I guess I did. Even that is somewhat, like Lori is a very normal teenage girl yeah. who fights unspeakable horror and survives, right? Right. Um, Black Christmas is more progressive on the ideas of abortion and women's autonomy than movies made 50 years, years later, later or 40 years later, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that was already inherent in some of the genre. Not all of them. Look, a lot of early slashers are like, let's see boobs and kill ladies. Right. Um, and others have parts of that, but are like doing other things. Yeah. I... There are ways to me to make a slasher today that speak to today without beating us over, over the, the head, head with a message. And and I would say the, almost the most egregious of this is the remake of Black Christmas, mm-hmm. which ends up being far less interesting and progressive than the original Black Christmas. Right. Because it tries so hard to be like girls. And you're like, yeah. okay, we, yeah, we, <laughs> we get, get it. it. We, yeah. we get it. But um, you know... It, I don't know why they have to try so hard because, I mean, that is kind of, I mean, it became the trope. I don't think John Carpenter or um, uh, Cunningham, Cunningham, yeah, yeah. Um, or any of those guys like set out to create girl power movies, no. which is what they really ended up becoming. Yes. Lori, I think it has occurred to me in recent times that- I don't Carpenter wasn't saying in order in order to survive or in order to not be overtaken by evil you have to be smart and studious and virginal right. and not want to be a bad girl right. or whatever. I think that just happened accidentally. Yes. Because m- most teenage girls um are not like the PJ Souls right. character or like the Linda character. Most teenage girls are the girls who are, I'm just a babysitter. Yeah, and I, and I look, even if you go back, and I like I said, I watched the original right before, I mean, and I know you and I have seen the original a million times, right. but I did watch it right before this, this new one, so like this last past week. Even with PJ Souls and even with, you know, with Annie, with, with her two closest friends, mm-hmm. They're not bad people. No. He never judges them for wanting to have, for being high schoolers who want to have a good time. Right. They are not bad people. And they joke with Lori in a way that friends joke. Right. I mean, Annie, even in her own little way, calls Ben Tramer. Right. Because she knows that Lori, Lori wants him. Yes. And she knows Lori will never do it herself. Right. And Lori is horrified. Because she's a teenage girl. Because she's a teenage girl. Uh, but this, so yeah, I don't think you don't have to justify. I, I was watching um, uh, the hunt. It was it's on it's on Shutter right now, and it's called like the hundred and one scariest moments in horror history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some really good shit on there. It's a cool show. But they interview uh, a woman who is, uh, you know, she's a professor and a film historian. And she said, you know, she talks about that a lot. She said, look, at the end of the day, a lot, a lot of what the slasher genre comes down to and why it is effective and why a lot of horror is effective is because you are focusing on someone who at the beginning of the movie is inherently vulnerable and by the end of the movie, overcomes that to somehow succeed. Right. And so, look, I know we can talk about, like, it's a stereotype that women are more vulnerable and all of those things. But even with Carpenter, 
Lori is vulnerable because she's a young woman who's alone and is in charge of two fucking kids who yeah. aren't hers. And at the time, I don't know if this is still the case, uh, most babysitters were teenage girls. Yeah. Because no one trusted a fucking teenage boy to do that. <laughs> Thank God. And maybe that's changed. But I mean, so you- Well, put, in Halloween ends, it's changed. I, yes. And look what fucking and happens, And look what fucking Christy. happens. Um. So I think that that's the thing. It's some of these and, and why you also see in a lot of horror more like ghost stories and stuff than say maybe slashers. Although Halloween four and five did this is you'll often see children in trouble mm-hmm. because they are vulnerable, vulnerable inherently yeah. they are. They are at such a disadvantage at the beginning that they have to do everything to just make it out. Right. And that's exciting. Um, that's why some of the best ones are also when the children are the monsters. Yes, exactly. Because when, we expect them to be vulnerable. Right. And then Gage is going to slit your fucking <laughs> Achilles or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let me let me give you some of my, my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> and by favorite, I mean I fucking hate them because yeah. I hate to be told what to think in yes, the movie. Yes, go for it. So... Um, the Corey's mother says to Lori, your boogeyman died and they needed a new one. <laughs> oh, I did not know. Thank you for clarifying the treatise of the movie. For I that. haven't been watching this movie. I haven't. I didn't know that. Right. Ah, Thank you so much. I get it. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, your grandma feels guilty. So she made you her child. Which is always like super good, you know, conversation at the diner over a soda pop. At the diner. Yeah. And I will bring up the diner in the motorcycle when we get to it. Yeah. And uh, imagine if your grandma fell in love with Michael Myers. Oh, Oh. is that what we're doing here? I had no idea. Didn't get it. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. That hammer must have missed my head by inches. <laughs> because I think I also texted you. I was like, okay, this movie is like 75 minutes of conjecture. Yes. Of like some fanboy. Yeah. Going, what I really want to see is Michael Myers and Laurie Strode bone. Yeah, I'd love to see them bone, but they're yeah. old now. And but I do old, not want to see that. we don't want to see that. <laughs> so... Why don't we take these other two characters, yeah. smash them together uh-huh. in a, the most illogical way possible, yep. conjecture yes. about them boning, but then it doesn't work out. Right. So uh, then we'll just have Lori kill off. Michael Myers. Yeah, and Michael Myers. yeah, so this movie starts, and I will say this, and we just talked about this, the, f- the pre-credit scene of this movie I thought was fantastic. So good. And I had, after that, I was like, Okay. Yeah. Maybe they overcame or maybe they really looked in the mirror after Halloween kills. Right. And said, we're better than this. We've created great shows on HBO and we've each made movies that are very good. We can make a good movie. Right. And I re- I mean, I thought the, the you know, the conceit of the now it's the male uh, yes. babysitter. I thought, oh, this is brilliant. Like, yeah. We're going to do something else. And it is 2022. So we start with a young man. I think he's probably in his early 20s named Corey, mm-hmm. who I am convinced is named for Corey <sighs> Feldman, who plays the character in Friday the 13th, part five, A New Beginning, uh-huh. who takes over for Jason. Oh, Because okay. this movie is really, how is Friday the 13th, part five, taking itself Way too, Way too goddamn too. seriously, <laughs> and so I'm I'm pretty sure that this character is named after Corey Feldman, right? Uh, who is great in that movie, by the way. When he's a young, he's Corey Feldman's really young in that movie. He's great. Anyway, Corey shows up. He's going to babysit at I don't know, man, the biggest three story mansion in Haddonfield. Where yeah, is Haddonfield at this point? Because this is no longer feels like yeah, Illinois. It is. It at no longer all. feels like Haddonfield. Yeah, like it no longer feels like small Midwestern town at all. Right. I'm like, I where we'll get to the band kids, but like, where are we anymore? Right. But I guess it's been infected by evil. It's Chrissy, been infected so. by evil, and you know that means McMansions. Yes, which is true. Yeah, and so it is true, and so he's gonna go. He like mows the lawn for this family or whatever. He's going to babysit their kid on, you know, Halloween, around, uh, Halloween or the day before or whatever. Um, kid wants to watch the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it, so we, we get this, like the setup is like, it's very like, you know, 
very what what's the word I'm looking for? Innocent and you know, lovely and yeah. bucolic American. <clears throat> We're going out. You're going to like whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then as soon as the parents leave, they are sitting on the couch watching the thing. Yeah. And the kid turns into a monster. Yeah, he's he absolutely turns into a monster. And Corey clearly is is scary. Like he doesn't like scary movies. Um, and then this is a huge spoiler. So if you don't want to listen, like it's truly is the best, by far the best scene in the mm-hmm. movie. Uh, the kid, this is like a three story house. Yeah. I mean like a it's huge, huge, huge house. And the, he goes, he disappears and it's almost like he's hiding mm-hmm. or whatever. And Corey is getting kind of pissed in babysitter fashion. Like you need to get ready for bed, all of that stuff. He ends up in some weird room and the kid locks him in the room like up in the, an attic room yeah. or something and he as the pa- we see that uh we cut outside and the parents are pulling up and they're like walking into the house Corey's banging on the door he's like let me out i'm gonna fucking kill you he's getting really angry because mm-hmm. he's scared and the kid like you said is being a monster and Corey kicks open the door and what happens christy and the kid flies over the banister and as the parents are walking into the house, the kid lands smack on the floor in yeah. front of them. And it's terrifying. It is. It is a fantastic scene. And they did not pull any punches on the fall. No. It's not. It's brutal. It's brutal. And the parents are right there, which I thought is like brutal. It's what makes the opening scene of Scream that much more uh-huh. powerful. That yeah. the parents are driving up. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And then it cuts to. Yeah. And I was like, all right, man. And we get fuck. a brand new like jack o Yeah, jack-o-lantern <laughs> intro. Um, let's roll. Oh, God damn it. It should have ended. That should have yeah, been the end credit. That should have been the ending. Halloween then, ends. Then they should have just like smash cut to like Lori fighting Michael yeah, Myers. And then, and then we're 20 done. 20-minute movie. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Just put it on TikTok. Oh, God. Um, it, uh, so then we fast forward, right? Yeah. Four years. Four years. And this, first of all, I'm I'm not sure how he was, he must have gotten a really good lawyer or something. Yes. Because everything points, everything, the way they set it up, it's really amazing, points to this young man, Corey, like murdering this child. Yeah. But I guess it At was- At least manslaughtering manslaughter him. Manslaughter or something. But, and so he's out. Yeah. He's let, he's let off because it's all judged an accident. He stays in town, which, which is- like get the fuck out of town! Like, Insane. That's, that that's the shit I hate, man. Like yeah, that's that that's one of the things where I was like, why would you stay? Yeah. In this town, there's no reason. There's just no, leave. Yeah, just leave. I think the reason that they give in this movie is that he's got an overbearing mother. Oh, everybody God. always has an overbearing that mother, dude. I Corey's mother is from, and this is part of the, another. Oh, I have so many problems. This movie doesn't can't decide on tone it can't decide where it lives that mother character i despised not because it was well written despised because it's such it's so fucking lazy it's really lazy and it's it's like you're not psycho no and you're not even it to me the overbearing mom in it works Mm -hmm. because he's a little boy and the perspective, the POV of it is from a group of children. And like, we all can remember our mothers maybe being different than they really are. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and also some little kids have moms that are terrified and won't let them leave the house. That makes sense. Dude, this guy's a grown man. Yeah. I mean, like, this is the shit that drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, I was like, and then eventually he kills her because I really was just like, like fucking popper. Yeah. Like you're I mean, it's you're like, a grown man. This is ridiculous. And you know it's going to happen. So we yeah. we fast forward. <laughs> I think I texted you. Uh, and I didn't want to give any spoilers, but I was like, oh Yeah, my God, you were very I, you were very good about that. I yeah, appreciate it. I Cuz I can only imagine the rage <sighs> as I caught up. <laughs> like, <laughs> it fast forwards and so this kid I guess was like a piano virtuoso and he was really studious and was had a bright future yeah. and then he manslaughters a child. He manslaughters a child. Yes. And so now he's like wor- you do. Yeah, like you do and he's working like at a metal car junkyard. Yes. Something mechanic junkyard place. Yeah. And the second we saw that I said, "Well, <laughs> That now I know where Michael Myers is being. This is where Halloween ends. This is where this ends. is where Halloween is going to end. Yeah, and uh, 
I, I texted you. I said, well, I think I know where Halloween ends. And, <laughs> and it did. Yeah, of course. It yeah. totally did. I was yeah. like, man, it was just, everything was so predictable. Yes. And the, the dialogue was trite. Oh, and so then, oh, dumb. And one of the things that really, really, really bothered me, and we're jumping around, y'all, but like, I don't understand, as a mom, you know, so so we follow this kid once we, we, are, once we, we fast forward. He's a loser. Yeah, and it, and like we meet Lori, right? Yeah. So like we re, oh, we yeah. re meet Lori. She's now writing a book. She's writing a book, which, which she ends maybe like ten times in ten the movie. Times like that. It bothered me so yeah. much every time Lori would go back to her book, and we thought she was ending the yeah. book. Yeah, y'all. Lori yeah. Strode is not a good writer. She's not a good writer at all. <laughs> she's not a good. I think she's read too much Elizabeth George. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. Yes, man. And so she's. She, she, we, in a very quick montage with voiceover, we learn why Lori is no longer the vigilante we have met in the last two films. Because she's decided to live. She's decided to live, yes. So and, she buys a beautiful Victorian home. Uh-huh, like you do like when you, do. you don't have a job. And um, right. she lives with her granddaughter, Allison, mm-hmm. who we have followed from teenager to... She's a nurse? Now she's a nurse, yeah. And in the last one, she's late, uh, she's getting towards her 20s. And now she's a nurse. Um, So, yeah, but but whatever. Corey is the protagonist of this film. Right. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And he's a loser. And he's a loser. He's a, everybody in town hates him. Because he manslaughtered a he kid. He manslaughtered a kid. And apparently everybody of course, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. So this is where we meet <laughs> the rogue band. Oh my God. Of band geeks. Oh. Tough band my, geeks. This, this is the shit that drives me crazy. Because this is in my mind. And I don't know. And like I said, Danny McBride sometimes writes brilliant stuff. Like his HBO shows, I think are really good. This is, in my mind, some, wouldn't it be hilarious? Like, wouldn't it be so funny if the dickheads instead of jocks were We're band geeks? geeks. Fuck right off. (laughs) Fuck off. That's all I have to say. One, it's so (laughs) stupid because Corey could beat the shit out of them. Yeah. But he's scared. He might he's manslaughter so them. The point of jocks being dicks is one, it happened a lot back yeah, in the day. It's I'm, true. That, that's just fact. Two, they are generally physically way stronger than the people they're picking on. They are. And they are at the top of the food chain. At the food chain. The, uh, the high school food chain. The fucking trumpet player in the fucking marching band yeah. can't beat up anyone. Right. And I was like, also, yeah. Okay. John's going to have a problem with that because he played the trumpet in band. John could kick ass. He's really? A t- <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, you call Mingo for that. <laughs> like we all know that. That's true. <laughs> of course, I I've met Mingo. I wouldn't fuck with that guy. <laughs> John's brother's name is Mingo. It is the coolest name ever. Um, yeah, and so, but you're right. He's so scared, Christy. He's he so scared. He can't defend, he can't himself. defend himself. So who defends him? Lori. <laughs> so so Lori pulls up and sees these band geeks, these band nerds. <laughs> Picking on a grown man. Grown man. Grown man. Like, and he's not even like a, like, he's not even like, like skinny or, or like a weakling or anything. No, he's built like a dude who would be a lead in a movie. Right. (laughs) And so she pulls up and she defends them and these band geeks. Now, listen, I've met a lot of band people in my life. Sure, you teach it. Yeah. And you teach at an art school. I teach at an art school. And, you know, I dated a few in high school. I mean, some of them were dicks because they thought they were smarter than you. Right. But they weren't like tough dicks. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. This like this is such it. This is uh, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. It's stupid. It's like stupidity masquerading as cleverness. And and I fucking hate it. They're ugly children. Like they're mean, ugly children that I actually, I honestly, actually don't believe exist. No. In the world. No. You know, they are so disrespectful and ugly to Lori. Yeah. You know, they call her a freak on the street yeah. and they call him a monster or whatever. It's like, it's like they took the Stephen King bullies, but again. And amped them up. And yes. And, 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 and stylistically doesn't work in this universe. No. But hold on. 
I'm going to push back on that. And then you tell me what you think. Evil has taken over Haddonfield. You're right. That's right. Evil. You're right. They're infected by evil. They're infected by evil. The whole town is infected by evil. So everybody's mean to each other. Yes. Right. This is one of the conceits Seats of the, of the mo- film. You're of, right. Of you're absolutely film. right. Yes. Now it makes no sense and it's fucking stupid. <laughs> but and you're it's, right. But but evil has taken over. Right. So that's why know? they're terrible. Because now the town has to look within Michael. Right. And that's when was Michael Myers really were evil? we were we Michael Myers all along? Were we Christine? Michael Myers? <laughs> no. 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 We were. We weren't. We were not. Michael Myers was Michael Myers. <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, he's not in this movie because we still haven't seen him. No, but uh, at all. <laughs> um, and you'll be surprised where you find him. Yeah. Um, so then he fa- he's fallen. He's cut his hand. So she, where does Lori take yeah, him? Yeah. So this is so weird. So like she gives him his she gives him her knife because she slashes the band geeks tires, uh-huh. which also bothered me. Um, sorry, before I jump. I know this is a different Lori and this is a grown up Lori. But this trilogy or whatever is still ostensibly connected to the first movie. And I hate that Laurie is this. Yeah. Like, I could handle the vigilante as dumb as that was. Right. This is just cruel to children. Yeah. And Laurie's whole thing was protecting protecting children children. and that really bothered me but then yes then she does what is i mean arguably the stupidest fucking thing ever in movie history maybe maybe she takes him to her granddaughter nurse yeah at the hospital and essentially pushes that with the intent of them dating yeah of them of introducing them like romantically which is really weird because it's like if i were driving up to a 7-eleven and i saw a grown man being picked on by band tufts (laughs) yeah i would my first thought would not be i want isa to meet this guy (laughs) i mean i'd help him Sure, because you're a good person, but you're not necessarily... But I wouldn't be like... I want this kid who's going through insane trauma that I know about. I want him to meet my granddaughter, who clearly has not dealt with her own trauma from both of her parents being murdered in the last film. This is a good idea. It's a good idea. It's been four years. She's fucking fine. Right. Get over it. So then she gets them together Uh and... They fall in love instantly. immediately falls in love with him. Do the children still say thirsty, Christy? I think they do. Because now that I'm old on my birthday, I don't know what the kids say anymore. I don't know what the kids say anymore, but she seems real thirsty. I was like, is she going to blow him as she stitches his hand? Right? And like, this goes back, like, this this bothered me again. Look, man, I'm all like, whatever, man. You want to fuck, get get it on. I don't care. Allison was, she is... Again, arguably the protagonist of this trilogy, mm-hmm. because in part one of this one and part two, especially in part one, Lori disappears in part two like she does in the original part two. Lori is Loomis. Yeah. And so Allison is who we follow and we start with her as like a good kid who does shitty kid things like we all did. Right. Growing up, learning like, fuck, she never treated her family right. And now she's awesome. Right. She is she is the she is what we have followed. Right. And she is turned into a fucking idiot in this movie. It bothered me. But do you like do you find that even in that that first one of this one, um, they don't even follow through enough no, with that. You're right. And that's one I of mean, the I mean like they could have. That's one of the huge problems I had with the first one, which honestly is is superior to the following oh, absolutely. two. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't love it, but I was like, oh, this is like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember us talking about how they could have done certain yes. things. We to actually like said lift we up. thought she should have been lifted up further. Yeah. But in this one, so she like just turns into weird hashtag like horny nurse. Yeah. And like suddenly she was okay with her grandmother and now she's not okay with her grandmother. She's being infected by evil. She's Christine. being infected by evil. Well, you she know, was- she's like thirsty for the killer. <laughs> For the loser guy. Right. So suddenly there's like a montage of them falling in love, riding his bike. Okay. So he got, he got a motorcycle mm-hmm. he, from the, uh, where he works. The junkyard Thank man. you. I was like, who I also think is dating his mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And seems to be the only kind human being left in Haddonfield. Right. So, you know, he's going to get fucking killed. Right. Uh, and then it turned into, and I texted you and I was texting with someone else. I was like, it turned into some horrific 
stupid, shitty version of Rebel Without a Cause. It was so strange. And look, I don't want to, we don't need to get into all this. Y'all, nobody is or will ever be James Dean. Like, let's just. Yeah. And no one is or ever will be Natalie Wood. Right. Now, if you want to nod to that, ha, 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 great. But it has no, it makes no sense in this movie. The only sense it makes is like what I said before, is that this is some fanboy's you know, fantasy of, I wish Lori and Michael Myers had bones. Yes, totally. And so we're going to create a new Lori from her gra- out of her granddaughter, and we're going to create a new Michael Myers out of Corey. Uh-huh. But we're going to give him a bike and a cool jacket. Yeah, and he goes, so he goes to the diner, she, just like Jimmy Dean did. She takes him to this bar Halloween party. Like right. out of nowhere, she's like, hey, do you want to go to a party? Yeah, because um, she's because she is, she wants it. She wants it. She's thirsty. Yeah. And he wears a creepy scarecrow mask. And they dance. Oh, my God. In a dance scene that I thought would never end. Yeah. Was he doing the gator? Like, I, <laughs> I was like, is he really going to get down and do the gator? Like, okay. And, and Lindsay runs the bar now. Lindsay, who right. was, you know, they brought back for this, who was a little girl. In the first one, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy's dead now because Tony Michael Hall got it. Right. And this is the original Lindsay. Yeah. Who is Paris Hilton's aunt in real life. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, she runs the bar because it was run by Lonnie. Right. And he got killed. And she's having a Halloween party. Then, dude, the dead kid, the manslaughtered kid's parents hang out at, at this that bar. bar. Which, to me, I'm like, okay, maybe they fell on hard times after their kid got manslaughtered. <laughs> I buy that. but they did abandon their three-story mansion. They did abandon their three-story mansion. And so I'm going, okay, maybe they do hang out at a dive bar. Right. I just know that I've never seen people who live in giant mansions like the- hang out at dive bar at a Halloween party like it's so everything looking wrecked I mean like I I live one street over from Swiss Avenue Uh Michael they don't go to the dive bar that we go to you know (laughs) they don't they don't that's it's very strange every meeting in this movie is so fucking contrived yeah like from from the little ones like that Mm -hmm. like oh we ran into the dead kids parents at the bar too how we finally Mm -hmm. meet Michael Myers. Yeah. After the party, the kid, Corey, you know, he takes his mask off. He's having a good time because he's dancing with a hot, hot lady. Right. Allison. Doing the gator. Doing the gator. Like you do. Um, (laughs) When you're, I don't know, in a Salminio film. And uh, so he leaves, right? Because he takes his mask off and people start yelling at him because fuck. Because he's a manslaughterer. Because he's a manslaughterer. He runs into the band Tufts again. Again. They're just marauding around this town, like but before, okay. Before we get to playing that, the girl from Ipanema or something. It's so weird. <laughs> before we get to that part, you know the way they do it is so like, oh, I just hated it. He, so he runs into the mom, and the mom is like, oh, so you're having a good time, blah blah blah. Get out of here, killer! And they they because they've been infected by evil, right? He leaves the bar. She follows him out, and he's like. Why did you take me there? Where were you? You left me alone. Yeah. And I'm like, you're a grown man. You are a grown man. Shut up. <laughs> Leave town. Put on your big boy manslaughter yeah. pants. <laughs> Corey. Yeah. Like deal with the fact that you mishandled a babysitting gig yeah. in a big way. You killed a kid. And fix your fucking life. Yeah, man. Is that two 1980s uh, for that today's might be audiences? two 1980s. We need to accept his trauma from killing a fucking kid. <laughs> um, God damn it. Because that's what we would have been told. Yes. <laughs> and we would have made a better movie out yeah, of it. Uh, exactly. So anyway, so he meets the band Tufts. <laughs> Again. You know what? I think we should have a band called Band, band Tufts. Oh, yeah. that would be awesome. So and John's going to play trumpet. Yeah, exactly. Mingo uh, will just like stand around. <laughs> um, no, he can play drums. Uh, they, they, they push him over a bridge. Yes. and Oh, and, an overpass. Yeah, because they're so tough. I mean, yeah. they're so tough. They're so tough. And uh, he falls. They think he might be dead, whatever. They drive off. He is pulled into, we see a hand reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is pulled into a sewer pipe, a sewer pipe. Yeah. Um, and this is when we finally meet Michael. Uh, I mean, this is like probably 40, 45 in yeah. before we see Michael. Yeah. Um, 
I know we're going to get to this, but I, I can't wait to get to this because you pointed out something to me that I hadn't even thought of. And I thought, yeah, man, it makes no fucking sense. The way, the way Michael was set up in the last one. Yes. The- and the way he's set up in this one, it's just... It, anathema yes. like it does not make sense so at the end of halloween kills uh-huh the entire town of haddonfield essentially gathers right with like irons and hockey sticks and everything and guns and they beat the fuck out of michael they stab him all everything you try to do to michael myers and just when you think you got him he sits up and he kills tommy doyle and Lori's daughter yeah who's a you know grown-ass woman uh, Judy, Judy Greer, yeah. who thankfully Judy Greer didn't have was to, probably like, man, yeah, I'm not in this one. Thank God. So we have established at the end of Halloween Kills the almost supernatural, whatever, whether it's truly or not, the almost supernatural power of Michael Myers. Right. Much like at the end of Halloween One. Right. When he gets shot, the and real one. And he disappears. And he disappears, right? Even before we get to the true, like, he's a guilted God and all that shit in the sequels. Now, when we meet him four years later, he is a decrepit old man hiding in a sewer. Hiding in a sewer. Why? I don't know. Like, and it seems like he can't. So, so he gets stronger when he kills someone. Yes. I'm like, so is he Dracula now? (laughs) He's basically Dracula. So, like, he does he need the blood to get stronger? Yeah. He hasn't been able to kill for four years, so he's like goes into frozen. Which is also like why? Because the last thing we saw him do was straight up murder Tommy Doyle and Lori's daughter. Right. (laughs) So now he is just a decrepit old man. Um, living in a sewer. Living in a sewer. He drags Corey in and their eyes, he's going to kill him. They're fighting, but their eyes their lock. Eyes, their eyes lock and Michael Myers can see his trauma. Yeah, he can Is see. Is that what that was? He saw, he saw, he can at least see his man slaughtering. Yeah, he saw his man slaughtering and I guess recognized himself. Yeah, he saw himself in Corey. And so he's like, I have a protege. Yes. And so then Corey. Bring me blood. Bring me, totally. Corey become, again, this is very Friday the 13th part five. Corey starts killing. Right. It's so funny. So like. Or bringing people. It's not people, funny. Or bringing people to Michael to be killed. Right. He kills the homeless man. Spoiler. Yes. He kills the homeless man. Yes. And then he goes back to Allison or whatever her name is. And he's like, oh, I killed a person. But then they're still in love. Like, I just. Yeah. I, I don't think, know. Like she has no reaction to it. Yeah, or She's, she thinks he's still talking about the kid, and then they bone because thank God that's all we ever wanted. Uh huh. Then he goes on a dual kill, like the duo killing <sighs> of like the woman, the who, nurse, the nurse who got the promotion that Allison wanted because yeah. this nurse is fucking the main doctor, right? And Allison, that basically is the reason why Allison wants the whole city to burn down. Like, it's not the fact that her mother was killed. It's not the fact that and her, her father and her father and her entire childhood is one big trauma because of whatever, whatever. It's the fact the thing that pushes her over the edge is the promotion. Yeah, she didn't get that. God damn it. God damn it. Let's burn it down. Let's burn it down. But first, let's go to the diner because we once watched a David Lynch movie. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, it's true. Look, come on. I mean, I steal from Lynch all the time. But yeah, I love a diner. <laughs> yeah, I love a diner. But in a you know, we steal in a good way. Yeah, smart but, way. No, they do the weird like 1950s shit for no reason. Yeah, for um, no reason. So yeah, so she wants to burn it down. So he teams up with Michael in like a buddy cop fashion right and they kill the nurse and the doctor doctor together show me how to do it yeah and so he is yeah and then he is learning he's learning from michael (laughs) but then oh god i just it's so fucking and then laurie's like Maybe I shouldn't have pushed them to get no shit, Lori. Like, right. You, like, so then Lori goes on this kind of like quest yeah. to find out who Corey is. Because I, I recognized in his eyes what I saw in Michael's eyes the first time. Right. Bitch, that's not even true. That's <laughs> like, not even true. Like the only there's the only moment of Halloween one of the real one where Michael has a moment of humanity is when Lori takes off his mask mm-hmm. um, and like, or he had, takes out like in that one brief shot yeah. and he pauses and then he has to pull the mask back on to try to right. kill her. He does it again in part four or whatever. So like, there's no, I recognized evil in his eye. Like Loomis said that shit, but not right. Lori. The man, so, the man slaughtered 
father, the manslaughtered kid's father says that in the pool table scene. Yeah, because he's at the bar. And she's like, I want you. <laughs> when Lindsay's like, I need you to meet someone. I need you to meet and someone. so Lori and manslaughtered kid's dad have that conversation. And he's like, he was no longer the Corey I knew. Hmm. Shake your tits at grief. Yeah, shake your tits at grief. I'm just trying to throw out lines that I remember now. Uh, yeah, so you're right. She goes on this this Can quest. Can that be the name of this episode? Shake your tits at grief. Shake your tits at grief. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Um. So yeah, you're right. She goes on this quest to sort of stop Corey, right? Right. Because she, she recognizes he's... And this is when Corey's mother says to her, you know, Corey's mother goes on this kind of like Mrs. Bates tirade. Yes. And then there's like that weird moment where she kisses Corey and Corey's like, stop, mom. Oh, God, yeah. And then yeah. you get the idea that there's something going on Ugh. there that should not be going on there that's untoward. And yes. you're like, uh, is- What movie why? is this? Why? Like, why? Yes. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. And, and not in a good way. And not in a good way. I'm just kind of like, why do we need all of our villains explained now? I know. I, that, I think that is the true, like- not only explain that then they tell us everything. And like, this is what I mean by like, do we have to justify no. why a slasher is a slasher? I mean, there are people in this world, on this planet, that just want to see the planet burn. Yeah. We will never know why. No, and the I mean, you know, and we've talked about it, the brilliance of the original is look, this is why I hate Rob Zombie's Halloween. I know I've said this on here before, and I apologize. Rob Zombie goes back and gives Michael the, my stepdaddy beat me and my mama was a stripper with a heart of gold. Right. And that's why I am what I am. I hate it. Michael is an upper class suburban kid who looks like a fucking poster boy for like blonde middle America and he murders his fucking sister and we don't know why and we'll never know why. And we'll never know and why. And all Loomis can say is he's not a man. He's pure evil. Right. Not this is I'm so fuck. And someone told me he's like or not some not didn't tell me someone else was like this is such a brilliant exploration of trauma. Fuck off. It is not. It it's is not, not a brilliant expo. It's bullshit and it's lazy. Yeah. So yeah. So she goes on her quest and to and she feels guilty. The whole town. The whole town blames her. Yes. And and she needs to stop Corey and Allison. So of course Allison acts like a nine year old, and she's like, "We're gonna go on a trip. Getting out of town together on the back of his motorbike." Right. Um, but Lori's right. Corey's evil. And so. And so there's a cool scene where she's like sitting in a chair. Talking yes. to him and, you know. Oh, and then she. Explaining she mental pretends health. she's going to kill herself. Right. To lure him in. And then it's like, did you really think I'd kill myself? So was she. Okay. Was she talking to Michael Myers or was she talking to Corey? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. I think that's Corey okay. at that moment. Uh -huh. um, and. He, they fight, yeah. and so all this Corey shit leads to nothing. And he, should we spoil it? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's like, if I can't have her, no, no one, one will. Can. Yes, and he slits his own throat. Yeah, and then uh -huh, because this is movie land, and he drops the knife. She picks it up at the exact moment that Allison walks oh, in. Oh God! So Allison comes in and thinks that her grandmother killed has killed her manslaughterer boyfriend. Right. And she's like, I hate you. And she runs off instead of going, hey, grandma, what, what the happened? fuck just happened? I'm a grown woman. Too. I'm a grown woman, too. And I'm a nurse. Let's, Let's get him get to the hospital. Yeah. No, instead, she runs away because she immediately assumes that her grandmother is the one who killed her crazy boyfriend. Yes. And then, of course, because eventually this is a Halloween movie, I guess, Michael Myers shows up. He takes his mask because Corey had gone and beat the oh, shit right. out of Michael Myers. That's right. And taken the old man's mask. Right. But now Michael's back and he's strong again. And... They, he and Lori fight, and this guy we were told is pure evil. What are we told now? Um, you're just a man. You're just a man. Who's That's gonna right. Stop breathing. Yeah, he was just a man. And she slits All his along. wrists and his throat, and she gets help because Lori, not Lori, uh, Allison. Allison comes back at the right moment. They fight in the kitchen, and they make a mess. They make a mess. 
ruin a lovely refrigerator Mm -hmm. and the supernatural wonder that is michael myers is just a man just a man um which we already knew because this fucking punk ass bitch beat him up right and so then the entire town oh right does a midnight vigil yeah they march him through his dead body they march michael myers dead body through the town where to the junkyard yes where the band toughs got it earlier yeah where the band toughs got it earlier they deserved it oh absolutely and then they put him to through a giant meat grinder yeah or like metal grinder but yeah. it looks like a meat grinder and i'm like okay and that's it and that's it and halloween ends, ends. bam 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 cashless checks johnny carps yeah um yeah this movie's trash it's uh terribly written uh I, I also saw someone said, in 20 years, everyone talking shit about this movie will realize that it was an underappreciated masterpiece. I always love how people tell me what I should like. Yeah. I uh, uh, And in 20 years, the screenplay will still suck. It will <laughs> still suck. And listen, we're here trashing it. And I'm yeah. like, you can like what you like. Fine. Fine. Go ahead. It's a bad movie. It's It's so poorly written it's bizarrely edited and not in a cool way it is there's it works against itself yeah it works against its own journey as a trilogy yes and and so and it's not uh, another thing that people have said in the past like it's finally character driven again the what what they're so these characters are so poorly formed yeah let's go kill a dj like what? What? Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about the DJ. I, I mean, how could you forget about the DJ, Christy? I'm Willy blah blah blah. Yeah, and you can't do nothing about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I have no idea why that was there. I so they could cut his tongue out and put it on a record. I don't know. I mean, he's been infected by evil. But the thing is, the DJ. It, we're all infected by evil, man. Yeah. Uh. No, it's uh, it's garbage. Um, it's garbage. Like the new scream is garbage. Like let it die. Let it all fucking die. Let the past die. Burn it down. Burn it down. Um, I mean, honestly, I know I always get angry when we talk about Halloween and Scream because they're yeah. important to me. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop. It's okay. It's okay to just stop. You know, the world would have been fine without if, it. Without a new Halloween trilogy and without a new Scream trilogy or whatever. And you know what? God bless Nev Campbell Mm -hmm. for, because, you know, they just, or they're about to wrap this next Scream. And she was like, you're, I want this amount of money. And they were like, no. And she was like, great. Have fun making your fucking Scream movie without me. Yeah. Like. Good for her. This is all bullshit. Just stop. And if you want to make some shitty Rebel Without a Cause and force your protagonist to watch a, terrible community theater production of streetcar named desire to get his acting <laughs> go just don't make it a halloween movie yeah, just don't make it a halloween and movie he can talk like this all he wants oh and god stare into the void i yeah. just y'all fuck off fuck off fuck off <laughs> michael federico on his birthday Have fuck we, off yeah no, I read a thing also where buffy um, not buffy sarah michelle geller was like i have no interest in ever doing Buffy ever again and I'm like respect yeah you'd good because she's done it she's done it like great it's done um yeah all right woo I hate Yay, Halloween we movie. did it uh we do have some awesome uh questions questions mailbag questions um oh man I'm getting all these texts you're all very nice but I'm talking about horror yeah it's not birthday it's time it's not birthday well it'll be birthday it's time, time in soon. a little we got bit a cake yeah okay so these come from Amanda Hendrickson Great, great friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she sent us. So here's question number one for mm-hmm. the mail for the tat mailbag. Tat mailbag. Are there any horror villains that you find yourself rooting for or having more sympathy for their point of view than that of the protagonist? Oh, great yes. question. It is a great question. And yeah. I actually have a few. Excellent. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one that pops into my head is the xenomorph mama. <laughs> uh, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. And man. this may have been like. This has changed over the years, and it's only because, like, I've now become a mother, right? Like, sure. I, I was terrified at first, but now I understand. Like, you went to space. You went to her house. Uh-huh. She is just taking care of her babies, so fuck off. Yeah, she's doing, like, she, yeah. the one thing she's has to do. Yeah, she, yeah, and that she's really good at. Yeah. And so, when I watch Aliens now, I'm like, I'm sorry, Ripley. 
Yeah. You, you should have gotten out of there yeah. when you had the chance. And I, I, I totally understand. And you got to get newt. But. You got to get newt, <laughs> but you fucked with her, with her children. Yeah, man. So that's, that's that a one. great one. Uh, the other one is, uh, this is a little controversial. I understand. But um, Joel Edgerton's character in The Gift, uh-huh. Gordo. <laughs> I really, really, really sympathize with him. Sure. And I'm just kind of like, you reap what you sow, motherfuckers. Yeah, right? That's like, that movie is very much like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I don't, you kind of had it coming. You, you had it coming. <laughs> you you should not have been a fucking asshole. You should have checked yourself before yeah. you wrecked yourself, buddy. Z- totally. And this is one that we both share, I think. I will always, and, and it's actually also the answer to the final question. Yes. Um, this is the opinion I will die on. That Nancy in the craft is the real hero, of uh, the yeah, craft, the and original this, one. This is an argument you have. Oh, the, the, oh, I forgot about that fucking remake. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. This is an argument you have made for years. For years. For years. She is the real hero of the craft. Protects her friend from Protects a rapist. Protects her friend from a rapist. She may have gone a little bit too far. Yeah. But you know, she is. <laughs> she's got woman fever. Yeah. She's you know a young woman realizing herself on the cusp. And, you know, this country hates women. And so she is a strong woman realizing herself the world does not want her to. Right. And she gets blamed for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Skeet, look, man, it's terrible. It's, he's, a, he's a terrible person in that movie. Yeah. Um, it, uh, is that, do you have another one? No. Okay, cool. So mine, uh, that's a, yeah, I have, uh, and I can't remember the Swedish pronunciation. It's Ellie, I think, in English. From Let the Right One In, oh. who is this the little the young girl vampire? Yeah, who I mean didn't really have a choice at what she is, um, and defends the one person she or the the person she loves. Yeah, um, it just happens that she does it by horrifically murdering yeah. people. Uh, it's she's, not her fault. She's like such a sympathetic character. Yeah, um, I had Nancy as well, and then my other. I guess all mine are kind of similar. Uh, or similar, the sisters from Ginger Snaps. Oh yeah, who I think are actually both the protagonist and the killer. Um, again, it's not something they chose, and they are young women on the verge of power that people are trying to stop. Yeah. Uh, so those are that. Those are mine because our culture is afraid of women who yeah. are powerful, and especially like, the, and this is why it happens so much in horror. Is like you you often catch them in their late teen years, mm-hmm. right as they're sort of realizing power that they have. All right, number two. This is another great question. Uh, this, I think you just answered this. What, what's the horror movie opinion hill you would die on? Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say that these last two Halloween movies are trash. <laughs> that still stands. But also that Nancy, Nancy, is, the Nancy is the hero of the craft. The Cool. The hill I'm going to die on is that the last sequence, which I think is 10 or 15 minutes of The Innkeepers, is the best uh, thing ever committed to film in the horror genre. Um, I'm going to agree with you. All right. I think it's really, really, really like fantastic. It's, I, every time I watch it, I am blown away again and again and again uh-huh. by what Ty West does in, in that final. Yeah. And it needs everything to lead up to it, but my God. Can I add another one? Sure. Okay, here's another opinion. Uh, that Session 9 is the most underrated horror movie Dude. ever. Uh, I just watched it recently Low again. Low Gordon. God. And in, in, during the daytime. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. In the daytime. Terrifying. Yeah. Um, all right. And number three, again, Amanda, thank you so much for sending these. Who is your favorite horror icon, be it villain, monster, or final girl? I also have like a few. Great. Um, so my very first one, my all-time favorite hero is R.J. McCready, played by the great Kurt Russell in The in Thing. The Thing. He is just, again, he's one of those heroes that did not ask to be a hero. Yeah. He's just, he's not a scientist guy. Like, he says it he's in the movie. He's not a scientist, he, man. He's like, <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Don't ask me. I don't know. All I know is that this thing is after us, right? Yeah. Uh, he's just so tough. And he looks real hot in that movie. So, R.J. McCready is like an icon for me. In Excellent. Uh, Minnie Castavet and Rosemary's Fantastic. Baby. I love her. I wish I was her. Um, I don't know. It's like Ruth Gordon in that, in that role was just so fucking, can I say the word iconic, Michael? She, she actually is iconic. She is iconic. <laughs> like, that's the actual use yeah, of the word. Yeah, she is the actual use of the word, uh, not the way it's used. The now. fact that multiple characters since have been based on her performance in right. that movie. Right. <laughs> like, she is singular. Uh, yeah. And she is just like the most amazing, one of the most amazing villains yeah. ever. And a brilliant actor. I mean, and she's a, just yeah. a brilliant actor. And Black Phillip. 
Oh hell yeah! <laughs> That's so good. Black Philip is is an icon to me. Black like, Philip, that is so good. That fucking goat. That fucking goat. Doing the work. Doing the work. Um, mine. Uh, look, my favorite. I, I sort of did one of each. My favorite final girl is uh, is actually Sydney Prescott. Yeah, I, I don't knew think that. anyone's surprised by I that. I knew you were gonna say Sydney Prescott. It's Sydney Prescott. Um, we are of a similar age. I think I'm a few years older than Sydney. Uh, you all know Scream is one of my favorite movies ever made. I think it was truly the rebirth of the slasher mm -hmm. in the 90s uh, after that genre had been sort of beaten into the ground. Yeah. And it has been, others have have done it since, but I yeah. think without Scream, I don't think a yeah. lot of these movies would ever be made. Um, my favorite monster is, uh, this is uh, maybe a cheap, is Frankenstein's monster oh, yeah. in the James Whale and I think it goes back to the first question, truly a sympathetic, I mean, I don't know if there's a, a more sympathetic monster in, in horror movies. They don't, Frankenstein's monster, it's not his fault. Right. And, and, and it's different. It's not his fault in the book either. It, it, they're play, it's a very different character, but Karloff is so good. Uh -huh. The makeup is incredible. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. And I, to me, like that is it's one of the most important horror movies yeah made when like, it, it's also the very first science fiction story yeah ever. yeah oh the book yeah that she wrote when she was 17 or 18 yeah oh what have i done with my life i love how people just dismiss her though and say that jules verne was invented science decades fiction. later decades yeah, decades later. later jules verne invented science i mean fiction. she was i mean long like she was gone before like the yeah. decades many like almost in a uh uh, don't even yeah the book frankenstein is one of my favorite novels uh so but i just that portrayal the makeup the importance of that film the shit whale is doing as a mm -hmm. director that early now do you know that at in uh, las colinas what used to be the movie studio some guy some rich guy from texas bought the james whale frankenstein science lab set what and it's here in dallas what it lives here in dallas road trip yeah we're road gonna trip. go 20 minutes away we're road gonna trip. go uh that's awesome um and i think i yeah so those are yeah frankenstein cindy prescott oh i will throw out uh i don't know what this counts as dr loomis like, oh yeah uh from like yeah yeah it well is, he's like a van helsing isn't yes, he he is yeah. he is van helsing he is ahab yeah he is donald fucking pleasance yes Christy. yeah and iconic, it, I, iconic. And I had a moment during this shitty fucking Halloween movie thinking about the last two and this one. And I was like, I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's incredible. These movies lack a Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, because he's fully committed, but he also gets it. Yes. And so the movie never take Donald Pleasance as brilliant as he is never takes himself too seriously but still fully commits right and it's like walking a fine line mm -hmm. and which is what makes it fun right <laughs> and there's nothing fun about the new halloween movies yeah and so to me i just loomis is just a beautiful and like i mean it's just a great and he ultimately never really achieves anything he never never does i mean he kind of like took the place of like the original loomis or doctor whatever is always like played by peter cushing yes. right in those dracula movies you as get Ron an Helsing. old british actor you get an old british actor who is like I am the one that yeah. knows all the truth and nobody believes yeah. Roddy McDowell Roddy and, Fr and Fright Night, you know. And they can deliver exposition like it's organic in a right. way that Americans just can't. We just can't. <laughs> uh, so those are mine. And was that all? The, did I get all the questions? I think so. Yeah, so that was all of them. Thank you, man. Those are great. Uh, real quick, my friend Alex Eichmeier, he messaged me on the Facebook, said, hey, he's really busy. He has a young child. He doesn't get to watch as much horror as he can. Uh, as he used to. Mm -hmm. So he would, he said, asked if we could put together like a small list. And so I said, we, we don't have to do that right now because I'm just uh -huh. springing on you. So Alex, if you're listening, we'll put together a list of like, hey. That he can watch with his kid? Not that he can watch with his kid. Basically oh. like, if I have a limited amount of time, oh. what should I be watching? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Like some good 80 minute. Yeah. Or like, what are three movies you would watch if you had a, a, like you know. Okay. Yeah. You know, you don't we get, can do that. You don't get a lot of free time. I apparently oh, no, when you no. have a kid. Uh, awesome. 
That's it. Go not watch, watch it. it. I, or you, you know what? Go watch the original Halloween. Yeah, just go watch the original Halloween. I Again. Mean, and if you want to watch Halloween and ends, fine. It's on Peacock. If you like it, that's fine. I mean, just don't. I, I know. Just don't come talk to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Michael. Thank you. Thanks for the cake. Bye, We'll y'all. see you guys next time. Happy birthday, dear Michael. We're very glad you're not a psycho or a chainsaw maniac. Nosferatu or Wadulak. Men are happy returns from terror and tacos. By the way, if you do turn into a werewolf that's totally cool. Just don't eat us. Because that's totally not cool. Sincerely, Jim John make noise.